Hello again, folks. Welcome to another episode of Justin Reviews, where myself and Justin Rankin discuss his latest reviews of books on important sociological topics. Today we will be talking about the book Push Out, The Criminalization of Black Girls in Schools by author Monique W. Morris, who is co-founder of the National Black Women's Justice Institute. The book chronicles the experiences of black girls whose intricate lives are misunderstood by teachers, administrators, and the justice, uh, the justice system as they are degraded by the very institutions charged with helping them succeed in life. Welcome again, Justin. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, Push Out is an uh, important book on what young black girls go through in our society. It exposes a completely shocking world of potential being confined, and it supports the ever-expanding movement to challenge the policies, practices, and cultural illiteracy, which causes countless students to fail out of school and pushes them into unhealthy, unstable, and unsafe futures. It is an excellent case study, which I recommend to any reader. So... Um, a big, thing, a big theme of the book is the criminalization of black girls in schools. Tell us a little bit about what the book says. Certainly, the book cites many facts, like that black girls are 16% of the female student population, but they actually make up nearly one-third of all girls referred to law enforcement and more than one-third of all female school-based arrests. Criminalization of these young black women has become much more than a street phenomenon but it has now extended into our schools, which has disrupted one of the most important factors in a girl's life that offers her protection, that is her education. One of the most common traits among girls who have been labeled delinquent is that they have failed to establish meaningful and sustainable connections with the school. The missing link is intensified by the increased relevance of public schools on exclusionary discipline which presently is one of the most widening uses, um, used measures to deal with problematic student behavior. So, does the book document actual specific cases? Yes, it gives us a lot of examples of what I was just talking about. One instance the author discusses in the case of uh, 16-year-old Ashlyn Avery, a diabetic girl from Alabama. She fell asleep while reading Huckleberry Finn, um, during in-school suspension, something I'm sure we all have done in our lifetime, um, that is falling asleep during reading. But a, a supervisor threw a book uh, at her and told her to leave the classroom. And as she began to leave, a police officer slammed her face into a wall and then arrested her. This is a, an extreme example, but one that really stood out to me. And there are a lot more uh, examples and stories like this in the book. The book talks about the permission to fail what does that mean? Yep, it does. Uh, the author defines it as the implicit biases of teachers that lower expectations for black girls, therefore being granted permission to fail. Most teachers are probably committed to supporting the education of all of their students, but their unconscious associations between uh, black girls and underperformance lead them to assume these girls are not capable of performing. There's a lack of actual research which explores implicit bias and stereotypes affecting black girls. So this is speculative, but as we still need to be aware that implicit bias is not consistent with a person's stated values most often. So a leader um, or, or a teacher may believe they're treating students the same while their interaction reflect latent biases. What does the book say about zero tolerance? willful defiance and surveillance. 
Yep, the book um, touches on zero tolerance policies, which first came from the uh, broken windows theory of policing, which was popular in the 90s. This was to punish smaller petty crimes hard in order to deter crime and avoid larger crimes. The theory in practice was translated over to schools, which varied across districts, but remained in many ways a justification for overzealous, punitive reactions to student behavior, to student misbehavior. Zero tolerance policies ignited a conscientious um, a consciousness and school discipline ethos that supported the removal of students from the classroom if their actions were perceived as defiant in any way. It results in choices and decisions based on fear and punishment, not personal accountability. Okay, so let's talk about the facts. Does the author use actual data and statistics to back up their, um, her argument? Oh yeah, plenty. I don't know where to start, but uh, there were a lot that stood out to me. For instance, in 2006, black girls represented 43% of out-of-school suspensions nationwide, while only making up 16% of girls enrolled in school. The disparity is evident. By 2009, this had increased to 52% of all out-of-school suspensions. In the southern states, black girls are particularly vulnerable to the use of the exclusionary discipline, representing 24% of girls in the region, but 75% of girls receiving an out-of-school suspension. In 10 southern states, black girls were the most suspended among all students, an unusual and noteworthy problem. So it is quite evident the issue is not one that is speculation, but the facts and statistics back up the problem presented in the book. The book also talks about education for black girls in confinement. Can you talk a little bit about that? Certainly. Um, essentially, the criminal legal system never developed clear educational pathways to success for black girls in confinement. And this has now come back to threaten the legitimacy of a juvenile system that is supposed to um, prevent future involvement with the criminal legal system. Black girls face the typical hurdles to success in education in the correctional setting, the punitive nature of the facility, and problems reconciling school credits. Yet their identities subject them to a brand of systematic discipline and victimization that echoes and sometimes even surpasses the mundane and typical ways that the full humanity and potential of black girls is defined. Well, what about wraps it up um, because of time constraints. Any last thoughts to leave us with? I would recommend this book to anyone. As someone who did not know much about the topic, it opened up my eyes quite a bit while shedding light on an issue that needs a lot more attention. It was an easy read overall, and uh, it was hard for me to put down. Well, thanks, Justin. Next episode, you'll be reviewing the book Crook County. I can't wait to chat again. Goodbye, everyone.